following Dharma talk was presented at Common Ground Meditation Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota, as part of the weekly Dharma series. All right. Okay. I'm attached. Everybody here okay? Well, we thought we were going to have a small group, but um, it's so wonderful to see the room full on this beautiful Labor Day weekend. Um, welcome and good morning again. And um, again, my name is Kyoko Katayama, and Mark is away on a leading residential retreat, so I'm um, covering for him. Um, and uh, when he asked me to cover for him, uh, I thought, wow, what am I going to talk about? He said he has been doing a series of talk on paramis, completing with a discussion on equanimity. And he will be starting a whole new series of talk when he comes back. And as we can see, as we can feel on our skin, that the season is changing. The heat and the bright direct light of the summer are giving away, and the light is slanted, and the breeze is cooler. And uh, yesterday morning when I took my dog for an early morning walk, I could see her breath <laughs> lit by the rising sun. Like, oh, when was the last time I could see breath? It's September. Children are going back to school. Some of us are going back to work. Vacations are behind us. <laughs> and I think we are looking towards the season of sitting down to the routine and longer, colder nights. So I thought how wonderful it would be to explore together what does it mean to begin anew in this season of transition? What does it mean to begin anew? Sometimes we think of it like making a New Year resolution, you know. This year, I will lose 20 pounds. That's me. <laughs> this, uh, this season, I will eat more broccoli and less chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> How about this one? I will be more organized. <laughs> I will finally get to the books by the bedside that's been collecting dust. But soon enough, we realize these are the thoughts of busy mind or monkey mind. Yes, they could be really skillful thoughts. It would be good to eat more broccoli and be healthy, get organized, and read the books that promise to enlighten us. Nothing wrong with that. But have you noticed that these thoughts that make us feel good and sometimes even righteous, the thought themselves are rarely enough to help us realize what we really wish for life. If not making new resolutions, 
What does it mean to begin anew? Buddha said there are two mistakes one can make along the road to, dr- to truth. Not going all the way and not starting. The Buddha impels us to go all the way. He says to fully, wholeheartedly dive in to your experience and not hold back. Uh, If you're listening to me right now, go all the way to that experience. And if you're distracted, I don't blame you, by thoughts or feelings, go all the way to that. Go deeply into the experience of this moment, not resisting, not holding back. Have you had the experience of going all the way, completely engaged with something where you forget time and worries? You notice when you go all the way, there's really no difference between that and opening up and surrendering. When we fully engage, all of that happens. You open up. Something gets surrendered. And you know, when we dive in deeply, we never really get stuck at the bottom. We always get to the other side of it. What's on the other side? It's something you never imagined when you started, yet it feels, it feels, it frees you up to be your whole self. It's like that T.S. Eliot's famous quote, we shall not cease from exploration and the end of all our exploration will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time. The Buddha said, not starting is a mistake along the road to truth. Why did he say not starting instead of doing this or doing that? He said not starting. Does it mean not starting your diet or your organizing or you're reading a book is a mistake? And can you do anything without starting? Can you do anything without beginning? The Buddha invites us to orient towards experiencing, away from intellectualizing away from spinning inside the monkey mind. You know, that's often, I'm going to go lose weight or I'm going to get organized, actually is. He says, begin living. Dive into the experience of being alive this very moment. So in your sitting practice, It means to go deeply into the experience of this moment, this breath, this half breath at a time, as we have just done. 
going deeply to the experience of breathing, you notice the sensations in your body. You notice that each half breath changes your whole body. You notice that this in-breath causes a series of chain reactions in your, in your cells. As your chest expands, the lungs pull in the air, the oxygen is taken into the bloodstream, nourishing the blood, and literally invigorating the sympathetic nervous system, clearing your mind, and supporting your mind to become clear and alert. When you go all the way into the experience of that half breath, at the bottom of it is life, breathing itself. And it, you notice it's not you that's breathing. When you breathe out, your abdomen and rib cages contract. And in the miraculous give and take of our body with the universe, the carbon dioxide is released into the lungs from the bloodstream, and it is exhaled into the atmosphere, nourishing the trees, roses, weeds. With this release, the parasympathetic nervous system is stimulated. And our body literally comes down. We're not imagining. It really happens at the cellular level. So each breath is a completely new occurrence. Have you thought about you will never breathe exactly in the same way ever again? This breath, just this breath, is completely unique. To return to each breath anew is one clear way to wake up to the truth of our existence. Now, of course, the mind doesn't stop when we meditate. It continues to do its habitual activities. Right in the middle of focusing, we're trying to focus on the breath. I thought about, oh, what are we going to have? lunch, because right after this is lunch time. It pops up. It's not a problem. We watch the thought appear from emptiness and dissolve into emptiness. And we return to the sensation of breathing. This is beginning anew. It's a whole new breath and a whole new universe in that breath to discover. The practice of beginning anew is not to be discouraged or lost when distracted, but distracted moment is actually an opportunity to notice and understand how the mind works and returning to the breath, to the experience of the present moment anew. When we judge or mentally comment on our experience, we are no longer experiencing the present moment. Did you notice? And we notice there's never right or wrong, pretty or ugly, or good or bad in the present moment experience. 
it just is. And when we can see that clearly, that is a moment of freedom. On the cushion, or on the chair, as those of you who are sitting, we begin anew over and over, with each new breath, with each moment of destruction, a welcome opportunity to meet it with awareness. I think this is one of the meaning of beginning anew when we practice meditation. Now, we practice meditation not so that we are calm on the cushion, just on the cushion. We practice meditation so that our daily life becomes full of peace, ease, and kindness. How does it look like to begin anew in our daily life? What does it mean, in the Buddha's words, not go all the way or not starting in our everyday life as a mistake? In his book, Who Dies?, Stephen Levine asks the reader to examine how much do we resist and not live fully. He says, because he was writing about dying, but it's always about life too, isn't it? He says, it is difficult to think of dying consciously when we notice how incomplete we feel, how frightened we are of life. It is almost as though we were never completely born. So much of ourselves is suppressed and compacted just beneath the surface. So much of ourselves postponed. It is as though we had never fully placed our two feet squarely in the present. In it is a fear of impermanence itself, of the next unknown changing moment of life. Whenever we take this life, this moment, this encounter for granted, we are not fully awake. To stop postponing life, we need to begin anew, now. That doesn't mean to begin the new diet, but it could mean to fully savor a bite of that chocolate chip cookie. It could mean giving away those books that you didn't read. That would unburden you, maybe, from being dictated by the busy mind that keep on saying, well, you've got to read that book to be better, to be happy. To begin anew in everyday life could mean that the next time you drive a car or wash dishes or put your children to bed, you show up with your aliveness, with curiosity to investigate what is here to be aware of this moment and the next. I studied Japanese taiko drumming, and since I don't have a natural musical talent, it's been really challenging for me to hang in there when I felt just discouraged so often. And taiko is a huge drum like this, and you hit it with your whole body. And after a period of sluggish practice, feeling old and dumb and ready to quit, during sometime during that period, I, one day I realized that, well, I really won't live forever. I will not have this body, this 
able body that can hit the drum forever. Next year, maybe next month, maybe next week. I, I may not be able to do this. I may, my arthritis may flare up or who knows, things happen. And so I began practice of hitting the drum as if it was the first time and the last time I ever get to do it. Putting my whole body mind into the drum, saying to myself, just this one hit, and I dived into the drum. <laughs> Bang! And it no longer mattered if I was playing well or not. I didn't care. <laughs> I felt focused and wholly alive. And that was a huge moment of opening and the turning point from in my relationship to drum playing. Ever since I've been trying many things, ever since I've been trying many things as if that would be the last time I ever get to do something. In a paradoxical way, doing something as if you never get to do it again is beginning anew. Actually, it's not as if. It is true that you never get to live this moment again. Everything is changing all the time. Every moment and every encounter is so precious. And I realized that there's no such thing as wasting time if you bring awareness to anything. You could be doing the most ordinary small thing in life, like preparing a meal, talking to a friend, going to pee. But when you enter each activity fully, nothing is boring. Nothing is wasted. There is a Zen saying that says, a weed is a treasure to wake you up. So I want to say again that there's nothing wrong with making a resolution to be healthy or to read the important book or, or get organized better, but we need to bring this Buddhist caution, Buddhist um, support that we need to dive in and we need to start not just once, but over and over and over. So to begin anew is to wake up with awareness and kindness to oneself and to the world. When we open fully to ourselves, each moment fresh, we fully open to others, actually. It just happens that way. To begin anew with kindness means that we see clearly, without exception, that we all want to be happy and at ease. Sharon Salzberg wrote that, we are liberated by the truth that every single one of us can take the time and pay attention. We can be that 
peaceful monk walking across the battlefield in Ashoka's time. This is our birthright, our own happiness, each of our own happiness can change history, and it does. Once Dalai Lama was asked, what's the most important thing in your life? And he said, to be happy. So um, I want to end my talk with um, a gift to you. It's a poem. Um, it's a poem by uh, Mary Oliver, as many of you know. And it's called, Why I Wake Early. And um, you all know that the sun is a star, right? So it goes like this. Hello, sun in my face. Hello, you who make the morning and spread it over the fields and into the faces of the tulips and the nodding morning glories and into the windows of even the miserable and the crotchety. Best preacher that ever was, dear star, that just happens to be where you are in the universe to keep us from ever darkness, to ease us with warm touching, to hold us in the great hands of light. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Watch now how I start the day in happiness, in kindness. Any questions, any insight, any sharing? rather than something that may happen instantaneously, like here's a thought, 
And then, like, you kind of come back to it, <laughs> rather than, oh, here's a thought. It's just the thought, boop, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I think you put your finger on it, you know. If the, a thought is really compelling, and, and here's, a, here's a mindfulness, you know, if there's no mindfulness, there's just a thought, and we're lost in it, right? So, so then the mindfulness come up, and then mindfulness reflects the thought like a mirror. And, and in that moment, you're not lost in the thought. And that, that really is literally that moment of awareness. No, I am not the thought. Here is my awareness. Is, is a moment of freedom. But sometimes the thought or feeling or whatever is really compelling. And so even though you come back here, you get pulled back, and I think this, you know, kind of minute thing that happens that look like a process, it may be, it's just really returning. You return to your awareness, and then the thought pulls you back, and then you return again, the thought pulls back, you know? I, it may be something like that, and I don't know if there is something, anything beyond that, than this process of being aware, being pulled back, coming back, returning. It's, it's beautiful. It's, 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 it's really a beautiful practice of beginning anew. But it, but it happens sometimes so fast that we don't know that, that that's what's going on because, you know, thoughts happen in nanoseconds. Thank you for your talk. Um, Thank you. I know that you had experience as a practitioner as well as a psychotherapist. Um, your, your comment about um, present, really showing up and living fully. Um, when, when you talk about that, I take that and reflect on my own life and notice that I'm willing to show up when my life is the way I want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, could you all hear that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, I, I feel like I've been asking the same question for 20 years, you know. When, when do we take that as information that we need to make changes in our life? And when do we take that as just show up even though it's me pain? Just show up even though it's unpleasant? Mm -hmm. From your experience, mm -hmm. how do you address that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think in, the, in a kind of a Western way, we sometimes tend to see it as a dichotomy, like, you know, it's one or the other. You know, like you're, you're just so present to what is that, you know, like nothing else is there and your goals and your plans and everything else is gone. Or, you know, you're thinking about plan. And actually, part of really diving in and, and fully showing up is, 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 is an opening process. And when you open, it really shows you the next step. And, and I think it's part of learning to trust that that fully engaging does show you the, the next concrete step that you need to take in life to make your life happy or ease or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the children are here. Thank you very much.